Well, I hope that God is meeting you in the space that you find yourself in right now and that your heart is fully in tune with what he wants to say moving forward. And I'm honestly so expectant and excited because I'm here with Miles Fidel, our lead pastor. And we're just going to have a candid conversation about the future of ACC. And we always say that church is people. It's not a place. But I must say, we are in a pretty phenomenal place right now. This is not fake behind us. We're actually here in Sharp Top. And it brings back a ton of memories for me because as a youth pastor, this is the location where we would do our youth retreat every year. But it's also where as a college student, I had a group of high school guys that you were one of. And as we're just driving through here, getting ready for this today, it's like the presence of God is descending. I know some of you have physical spaces where you have met with God over and over again in your life. And this is one of those for me. So it's kind of surreal to do this with you and be able to have this conversation with our church family. And it's pretty awesome because Church at Home gives us this opportunity to kind of get a different viewpoint as to what God wants to say, even through our church and allows us to have this kind of conversation. But I have to ask the question everybody's thinking, why are we doing this this way? Why are we not preaching the word of God in this Yeah, so normally after a couple of worship songs, you would have me or somebody else standing with the word ready to preach to you. And we've been doing that for week after week after week in our Daniel series that we subtitled Children of Revival. And that is a series that we will never forget in the life of our church where the whole vision is to look at the formation of Daniel and his friends exiled to Babylon, but they remain faithful to God. And we asked every week, like, what is it about these guys that was formed so deeply in them to where they were able to not just stand in their faith during the time of exile, but thrive? And I'll never forget what God did the last few months. And so as we were coming up to the college retreat, which is right here at Sharp Top, in this moment, I thought, It's been so long since we just had a family conversation together as a church about where we're going and we're starting new locations and we're building a building and new people are coming in and trying to learn what our church is all about. And then Sunday after Sunday, it can be so powerful. But the reason why I thought this would be a good idea today is it's about time we had a candid conversation about the future of Auburn Community Church. And we're not doing this because there's some kind of a problem, but as we talk to more people, we're like, we should probably catch everyone up to where we are in the story of our church and cast vision for how do we practically be that church that's forming disciples that are transformed by the word within them, not conforming to the world around them. So all I really want out of today, other than a refreshing change up for you to watch worship from a beautiful location like this and for us to have a conversation is to be real with our church family. As your leader for so many of you, I wanna tell you some of the things that are on my mind, the elders' minds, and just share with you where we are and pray together and hopefully encourage you on this day. So I think we should do a Bible drill. Yes, we, okay, we, we to, can't start without the Bible drill. We you have are to correct. do one. And ACC kids, when they miss out on the Bible drill, I know kids get mad. So I know some of you have been sitting there the entire time waiting. Are they going to have me hold my Bible up? Of course we are. If you have your Bible, hold it up right where you are. Hold it up. If you're in your car, do not get distracted from driving, but know that we see you. Turn with me to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2, this is a foundational passage of scripture starting in verse 42. For when ACC started, this is a picture of how the early church spread after Jesus ascended to the right hand of God. And you look at this story of how the church started. There are some markers in the life of the church in Acts that have to be markers for the local church no matter what year it is. And so I've read this passage over our church almost every year for eight years and just want to read it over this moment so we can remember, wow, this is how the church spread. And this is what it's all about. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. If you're there, say I'm there. 
I'm there. I love that you still did it. I love that you did it. That just, it just feels encouraging that I'm not alone. Here's what it says. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The early church experienced a massive move of God when the message of Jesus, the forgiveness of sins, a right relationship with our Heavenly Father was going out. But the result of that message going out was a church that was marked by these things. Now that word church has never meant building. It's Mm. always meant community. And so you look at these markers, they're eating together, which is godly. They're, they're, (laughs) They're giving generously. They're singing songs. They're experiencing teaching. They're experiencing miracles. They're giving of their tithes and offerings. They're providing for anyone who has need. But the marker of all of those things in Acts chapter two, verses 42 through 47, is this one word, together. That as many miracles as there are, as many songs as there are, as many sermons as there are, they're in one mind moving together as one faith family. And that becomes the powerful thing that draws so many people in. So that's why we put community at the middle of our name, Auburn Community Church, because church is about people coming together and yes, experiencing the same teaching. Yes, singing songs. Yes, seeing God doing amazing things. But the most important marker to look for is a unity in the body of Christ where Jesus stays the main thing and the people of God understand we're moving in a cohesive direction together. And so when I looked at this passage of scripture, every year I like to read it to our church family at least once a year and go, hey, the goal is that you would be connected to a faith family, not that you would attend gatherings. Hmm. As great as Sunday attendance is, and that's, that's phenomenal, but that is not the main thing. The main thing is being a part of a body of believers who know, okay, we trust the leadership to be going in the direction that God is calling them. So that's why I wanted to have this conversation today. And this is going to feel a little different than a sermon. And I think that's okay, because I think a lot of you are going to be asking or have been asking some of the questions that Gage is about to ask. And I, I told y'all in 2021, I would love it if every gathering we had, there was a Q&A time right after. I know of churches that do that, where the lead pastor just goes, okay, what questions do you have from what I taught? Or what questions do you have in our church? The problem is doing four gatherings, most of the time on Sundays, it's tough for me to make it through and still have a voice. And, and with the parking lot being what it is and all the craziness of a Sunday, we just haven't been able to do that. So we're trusting that the questions you're going to ask are questions that you all actually have. So yes. Gage, take us there. Well, Come on. Well, I hope after reading this, I'm just so inspired by all the things that I actually see happening in our church. Yeah. So, but on the same side of the same different coin, I feel like there's a lot of us that struggle with figuring out, you know, what is the barriers to growth or what are some of the barriers to us living out what God has called us to do in the church? So what are you most concerned about with ACC? Yeah, I think, I think that is a question that will clarify a lot of the felt needs in our congregation right now, that most of what's happening at ACC is a reflection of what I just read. And that's great news. Like that's so encouraging. People are getting baptized. People's lives are being changed. Communities being formed. People are learning more in prayer. God is on the move. But at the same time, as a leader, there are definitely things that I'm concerned about in our faith family. And the number one thing would be, are we pastoring people well? Mm. 
See, my call and our call as elders and even some of the staff members is not simply to preach and teach, but to pastor. And the word pastor or elder in the New Testament literally means shepherd. It means keeping the flock going in a similar direction. And as we have grown, I found it increasingly more difficult for us to pastor people well, especially when you consider locations starting in other cities and more new people coming every week than we even know how to keep up with. And so I think for the last eight years, most of what we have done as a church is react. Yeah. We, we had this call of God on us as we started this faith family, and then it grew. And most of what we've been doing as a staff and even as elders is just reacting to what happens in a moment. And I know in those reactions, there hasn't been as much proactive structuring to make sure that our people are being cared for well. Like I want the families of our church to know if you need marriage counseling, if you need someone to come alongside you and be praying for you and checking up on your soul or, or, or you're concerned about a family member's funeral or even someone preaching a wedding, our staff is so slim and our leadership has had so few people that I've looked around and gone, it's difficult to pastor people well in the climate of what we're doing as a church. And so I know for some of you just hearing me say that is like, I'm glad they know that there are <laughs> challenges. It's like, it's not just amazing to watch God grow this thing at a massive scale. It's also challenging. And, and mm. some of that has been uh, personally challenging to me as a leader because I want to believe that, man, the way we're doing things, it's working and God is reaching people. But I know that people and families have fallen through the cracks or have struggled to get connected or struggled to know, does, does anybody in leadership really know me and who's looking after my mm. soul? And so in a lot of different ways, we are praying and seeking, okay, how can we staff better to make sure structures of support are in place? How can we set up ACC Birmingham to actually thrive and flourish and even some other locations that I'll talk about in a little bit? But how do we make sure when we move into this new building that we don't just have bigger services, but we're actually set up to care for people. Yeah. And I know counseling is a huge need. So we've started relationships with every Christian counselor that we can find in the Auburn Opelika area to make sure if you have a need in our church family, we're funneling you in the direction where you can be cared for. And Bible studies and community groups to help families learn how to form their kids into the image of Christ. So we're having the conversations and we're praying toward a lot of things that we feel like will organize our church better over the long run. But I got to be honest and real, it's going to take a while. It's yeah. going to be a process. In fact, it's probably going to take forever until we're in the presence of God for us to fully figure out everything God has called us to do. But the number one concern I have is are we pastoring people well? And I'm learning a lot. Our team is learning a lot on how to put those structures in place. And so changes are happening, but let's not say that and pretend like we're putting out a massive fire. Like we are trying to contain a fire that's burning in the right direction, yes. burning for the passion of Jesus. And so even as I say these things, don't hear me say, we're totally missing the call of God on our church. No, we're not. Disciples are being made. Yes. People are being baptized. Like communities are being changed. It's awesome, but we have work to do. Yes. And I think eight years in, I've got a little bit of a feel of what it means to structure this in a way that cares for families and pastors people well. So I love that you're saying that, and you kind of alluded to it, but Hamilton Road. Yep. So it's one thing to say that right now. Yep. It's another thing to think about what would happen when we move into the building, the yep. new building. So what kind of vision would you say to our people right now around Hamilton Road? Yeah, first thing would be unquestioned excitement. Like, we should be excited. 
And I feel like for me, I've been hesitant to be too excited because I never want to make the building a point. We started this church saying church without walls. Like it's never been about the building that we gather in, but there has to be a level of gratitude and enjoyment of the season that we're in and just straight up need. Some of the past few Sundays in ACC Kids, it's been out of control. How many kids are back there? Not out of control in a sense that we don't have leaders because we do, but we're going, okay, it's time for a bigger building. And that doesn't just have to do with kids. That has to do with our services for gathering. Sometimes it's not even enough. And so for, for the space needs, it's, it's definitely needed. I want us to be excited about it. I don't feel like we're going to lose our DNA as a church because we're building a nice building. And I know that's a lot of your concerns. But the reason why I feel that way is because our church has literally come in and out of double-digit numbers of locations. Within a 10-minute period in Auburn, you should do this sometime, you could drive past 10 locations where we have had regular Sunday services. And we've only been around for eight years. So the reality is our DNA has been able to make it through some of the hardest locations to have church and some of the most amazing locations to have church. It's not about the building. We could be outside in a field or we could be in Auburn Arena, the same, Neville Arena. Sorry, I know we're changing the name. (laughs) Um, but, but, but But I'm not that concerned about that because I feel like our culture has been able to inhabit whatever space that we've been in. But I do want our people to be on notice about something. So if you're not looking at me, you're looking down at your notes. I don't know why you'd be taking notes um, because, because this is all just a family conversation. Let me say something very clearly to you. When we move into Hamilton Road, whether that be at the end of this year or early in 2023, by the way, building should be done by the end of this year. Even if it's not, we'll open it up at the beginning of next year. So many things with construction have been delayed in ways that we can't control, but, but we're on track and the team out there is doing an amazing job. When we open this building, we will outgrow it on the first Sunday that we're there. We will more than outgrow it. I know people who are going to fly in when we open that building, no matter how many times I say, please don't everybody come to the first Sunday, but y'all, it's going to be out of control. And the question's going to arise, why didn't we build a bigger one? Or are we going to build another one? What are we going to do? Let me just, let me just warn you. There will be a lot of people who come to check out what's happening at Hamilton Road, but who will not necessarily come into the fold of what it means to be a member at Auburn Community Church. Mm. And so I, I want to just caution our people to not feel like we failed when there's a lot of people when it opens and then not as many in the months to come. I'm telling you that is going to happen. And part of the reason that's going to happen is because it happens to every church when they open a new building. But the other reason is because we don't plan on lowering the bar for discipleship in our church. We plan on raising it. Come on. So it, big building that's nice, Red Barn, We're gonna, which the Red Barn is nice. I'm not saying it's not, but we had some Sundays there that were particularly challenging. No matter where we gather, the message is the same. Yes. We're going to be lifting up what it means to be a disciple of Jesus. And so for people who are checking out a convenient church in the Bible Belt where their kids will have nice classes and, man, this building's so nice, ACC is going to bother them. It's going mm. to offend them because the gospel mandates change and transformation. And so as that happens, I feel like it will weed out some people. But another thing that's going to happen is that we are starting formal membership when our building opens. I get questions all the time about membership. And for us, 
Church is a family that you're a member of, not an organization or a business that you're a member of. So yeah. I'm, I'm not that, you know, I'm not that passionate <laughs> about formal, okay, what is the five-step process of joining a church? Because I would ask people, what was the five-step process of you joining your family? Like you, the family is just something that you're a part of and you know it and you're committed to it, you contribute toward it. It's your home. Hmm. But at, at our church, we do need to clarify some distinctives of this is what we're passionate about as a church and this is what it means to be a member here. As we raise that bar and as we kind of zero out our membership and go, hey, we're opening this new building and whether you're here in Auburn or you're at another location, here's what it means to be a member of Auburn Community Church. And we will literally have a moment at the end of that teaching. It could be seven weeks, it could be longer. I don't know. I'll figure it out on sabbatical this summer. (laughs) But at the end of that teaching, we'll have a call. Do you want to join this church? And then whatever we do during that series, we'll replicate and continue to do after we open the building. So more people will know, hey, this is what it means to be a member here. This is what it means for me to belong to this church family. And those requirements will be higher than give sometimes, serve sometimes, and go to your community group sometimes. As that bar gets higher, Mm -hmm. people who are less committed end up feeling more and more disconnected. So I just want to warn us, don't think that we failed when we outgrow our building on week one trust the process. That's a 76ers term. Trust the process over time of what God's going to do. And then the the last thing I'll say about that one, I know this is a long answer, is we're keeping our building at Airport Road. And the reason we're doing that is because high capacity Sundays at ACC, like when there's a home football game or holidays or just, there are these moments where we have this influx of where our numbers sometimes double and triple. We need an extra venue to be able to have Sunday services. So we don't see Airport Road being like, okay, there's two different churches with different pastors. No, Airport Road is an auxiliary location for us to be able to handle the massive crowds that happen every once in a while at ACC. And we always say that the price of community is the sacrifice of commitment. That's so good. we'll have so many more uh, details coming out about membership. But I know that if you're watching this right now, or you're listening to this right now, and you don't live in the Auburn area, you're kind of wondering, what does it look like for you to continue to partner with our church as we move forward? So I would love to just start the conversation about the extended locations. What does it look like for ACC extended people to be connected in the life of our church? Great question. Should have been answered a long time ago. Even as we're having this conversation, I feel like I need to apologize. We should have done this so long ago. Like, as I'm saying this stuff, I know some of y'all are going, would have been nice to know that a year ago. And it's just because it's been in my mind and our staff has understood some of this stuff, we assume too much that, yeah. oh, everybody, everybody gets what we talk about and what our leadership is all about. Like, I'm sorry that this moment hasn't happened more often because this is so needed. Yeah. Like we're just starting other locations in other cities and people are like, great, I don't know what to do with that. This past Sunday, you were there. Yeah. 500 people in Birmingham. On a rainy Sunday. It, yeah, it was pouring rain and Gage is like trying to help their team be like, if not a lot of people show up, don't be discouraged. And boom, their biggest Sunday that they've ever had. So let me give a little bit of language to what we're doing in other cities and provide options for other people to get involved. So as we've taken time to assess what's happened in Birmingham, which Birmingham started as a group of people who just watched church together during COVID and they were going, okay, well, we're, we're going to get together and watch ACC. And then, so some of the restrictions get lifted and they go, let's keep doing this and invite more people in on it. What we have come up with is a three-step process where other cities can get involved. And those three steps, we'll put this on the screen, are watch parties, locations, and campuses. Okay, so it begins as a watch party. A watch party is wherever people are coming together to watch ACC. 
That could be happening in many different areas. That happens without a lot of oversight. It's just we love this church and we want to watch it on a Sunday. If you are doing a watch party for ACC, we would highly recommend that you still be a member of a local church in whatever city you are a part of because a watch party is nice to develop community where you are and track along with us, but it's not something that that can be sustained as your ultimate church family. Yeah. So like there's a watch party starting on April, Sunday, April 3rd in Huntsville, Alabama. The information for that is on the screen right now. And that's their first kind of public Sunday of inviting people to come to a watch party. Here's what's happened in Birmingham. A watch party has become a location. And mm-hmm. what it means to be a location of ACC is that you have regular gatherings on Sunday mornings. You have ACC kids, you have community groups, like you have a fully functioning church body that's underneath the umbrella of what we're doing in Auburn. It's not like a full-on campus of Auburn Community Church yet, but it's a full-on location, and you can count on us serving you and having gatherings on a weekly basis. Then when a location becomes a campus, and this is some of the growing pains of what we're feeling right now, that is when there is a fully devoted staff with elders, with children's ministry, like a church that is sustainable on the ground. And our team has not defined all the ways that will, will we watch miles on a screen every Sunday or will it be local pastoring? Well, listen, all of that is still being prayed through and talked about. But the whole idea is to give people a runway to go, yes, you can have a watch party, but when a watch party becomes a location, it's when people in a particular area are committed enough over time to make that happen. So you just need to know what's happening in Birmingham and, and even Huntsville as well. That's not something that our team got together and said, we need to start churches in other cities. These are things that God is doing in the hearts of people who have gone, okay, I want to say yes and commit to this. And it sounds awesome. It's romanticized to start a church location in a city. It's actually really hard. Yeah. The group in Birmingham would tell you that. Like, it has to be God doing it for it to grow over time. So we're fine if a watch party starts and stays a watch party for years. It might never become a location, but we just want to make those options open to people so that they can participate in the life of this church to a degree that is healthy for them. Last thing I'll say about this one. I know Lake Martin is another one that we talk about. We love our church family at Lake Martin, but Lake Martin is so close to Auburn that we kind of view those as one in the same, that we're not looking to start a church campus in Dadeville. We just view that as how cool is it that people could gather on the lake. Now it is inside. People have asked me, I don't want to go to Lake Martin because I don't want to go to church outside. It's not outside. Sometimes it is, very rarely. But like there's an indoor gathering of people and, and there's people who brought their kids before and we provide children's ministry for them. But, but the purpose of Lake Martin is just another location for people to come together and participate in the life of our church. That's awesome. And, and I'd love to kind of switch gears as we kind of lean into the rest of this time together. And the question I always ask him, and I have the opportunity of being close to him, is what is God speaking to you personally? And you don't always get that chance to just point blank tell our people what yeah. God is speaking to you. And so what kind of spiritual challenge would you have for our people in what God is speaking to you personally? Man, I can, I can sense the answer to your question in the sound of the creation around us. Isaiah 30 says, in quietness and in trust is your strength. As many things as I just said and answers that I'm trying to give about the future of our church, the bottom line of all this is that we patiently stay in rhythm with the church Jesus is calling us to be. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest for your souls. The rhythm of following Jesus is not the pace of toiling and striving and burning yourself out. 
it's a rhythm of quietness and trust. And so I just want to ask our people, wherever we're going moving forward, our teams that are growing and our leadership, we are doing the absolute best we can to stay on our knees and stay humble before God and lead you as best we know how. The best thing that you can give us as members of this church is patience, prayers, and honestly, the benefit of the doubt. The last couple of years have been so hard around the country and around the world for church leaders. For us, that has looked totally different. Most pastors are struggling with depression and sadness right now from churches that did not return to in-person gatherings. We're struggling with too much stress about how to pastor an influx of thousands of people. So let's just make sure we frame that with the burden of what we're feeling is actually a blessing, but let's not get ahead of God. Let's rest. And that's why this summer uh, I'm taking my first sabbatical. That's not like, oh man, something terrible has happened. I got to take six weeks off. That's intentional to make sure my soul is in a good place to lead this church for the long haul because I'm not I'm not interested in eight years of an yeah. amazing church movement. I'm interested in a lifetime of faithfulness to the life of this church. And so what God's speaking to me personally is that in quietness and in trust is your strength. When I get up in front of you on Sundays and I'm out of breath, just running around, toiling and striving, I am not the pastor that you need. The best version of me is the version of me that's been in the presence of God and slowed down long enough to let the Holy Spirit breathe life into me again. So why don't we just do that right now? Like right where you're sitting, maybe it's a return to quietness and trust and maybe take a few moments and pray for our church and pray for your family's role in the future of this church. I know we're gonna put some prayers and maybe some questions on the screen as well for you to consider before we sing another worship song. And as we do that, I'm gonna pray for you and just invite you to take a breath in the presence of God. Maybe journal and dream about what God might be showing you about the future of our church. I hope this has been helpful, but more than I want to answer questions, I want to be in the presence of God. And I want people to have breath and life into their souls once again. So let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you so much for an opportunity to speak in to the hearts and minds of our people. I pray in Jesus' name, that clarity, not confusion, would go out from this gathering. And God, we know that the ultimate clarity comes from being in your presence. So thank you, Jesus, that we have this access. Thank you, Jesus, that we get to slow down and trust you. God, I pray that we would be faithful to the call that you have on our church in a unique way. I pray that we don't get ahead of you. I also pray that we don't fall behind. Keep us in perfect rhythm with your love, like only you can, Holy Spirit. God, if there's anyone watching this gathering who did not plan on hearing a church update or a conversation with the pastor today, I just pray that something resonated with their soul and their spirit. And as we take a moment to hit pause or just reflect on what you're saying right now, that God, we would sense peace coming over us because you're the one in control. You are the good shepherd. You're the one who died and rose again. You're the one who paved the way for us to know you. So we love you. We thank you for this time. We worship in your presence right now. In Jesus' name, amen.